Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Jarrett Topel. I got a call from my mom a couple of weeks ago, and she says, Jarrett, I know this is probably a stupid question, but I noticed today that the Dow Jones was up and the S&P was down. I thought these were basically the same thing, so how can one be up and one be down on the same day? Now, since this was my mother, I, of course, told her that, yes, indeed, this was a stupid question, and to please stop calling and pestering me all the time. Just kidding. I would never say that to anyone, least of all my lovely mother. And in reality, I thought this was actually a great question. Shh, don't tell my mom. And that probably many more people have the same or similar questions, but never have the guts to ask. So with that in mind, I thought I would use today's podcast to talk about what indexes are, how they differ, and why it matters. So this one is for you, Ma. Whether we're talking about the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, the Russell 2000, the NASDAQ, the EAFA, the Wilshire 5000, or other, these are all different indexes. And at its most basic, an index is simply a tracking mechanism for some specific sector or class of stocks or bonds. Or simply a way to gauge how a specific sector or industry is performing without having to look at every single stock or bond in that sector or industry. To get the ball rolling, let's start with the most famous of the stock market indexes, the almighty Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is usually referred to simply as the Dow. The Dow Jones is an index that is made up of what is generally considered to be 30 of the most influential stocks in the United States. These are all gigantic U.S. companies whose names almost everyone will know and recognize, such as American Express, Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, Walmart, and the like. These are the biggest of the bigs, so the Dow is really a barometer for how large U.S. stocks are doing. As such, when someone says the Dow was up or down for the day, they're really only talking about the weighted average of 30 U.S. stocks. However, these stocks are so large and so heavily traded that these 30 stocks are often a good barometer to how a majority of stocks are trading that day. But of course, you can't know everything from just 30 stocks. And as a quick side note, one of the quirkiest parts of the Dow is that the 30 stocks that make up the index are subjectively picked by the editors of the Wall Street Journal. So what if we want a more representative index to look at that also tells us how the U.S. stock market is generally performing, but we want it based on more than 30 stocks and we want it based on an unbiased mathematical formula not from the editors of the Wall Street Journal. Well, now we're talking about the S&P 500 index, usually just called the S&P. The S&P 500 index is comprised of 500 of the largest publicly traded companies in the United States. And as a quick interesting side note about the S&P is that the index actually has 505 stocks. And that's because some of the 500 companies that make up the index have more than one type of share class, such as Berkshire Hathaway, which has both Class A and Class B stock. And it's important to understand that when I say the S&P is comprised of the 500 largest publicly traded companies in the United States, when I say large, I'm talking about something called market capitalization, which is simply the number of shares of stock available times the price of the stock. So, unlike the Dow Jones, this index is based on a simple mathematical formula. And now, finally, we can get to the answer to my mom's original question. 
Since the S&P is made up of 500 companies and the Dow Jones is made up of only 30, it's possible for them to have different performance numbers at any given time. Since both of the index track large U.S. stocks, they usually move in very similar fashion, but from time to time they do go in opposite directions. This usually occurs when one of the 30 stocks in the Dow has an unusually good or bad day, which influences the index a lot since it's only one of 30 stocks in the entire index. On the other hand, if one of the 505 stocks in the S&P has an unusually good or bad day, its effect on the overall index is much more muted since it's only one of 505 stocks represented. Okay, okay, enough about the large U.S. stock indexes already. Let's talk about a few of the other major indexes. Another index you'll often hear about is the Russell 2000. The Russell 2000 is comprised of the 2,000 smallest companies that are publicly traded in the United States whose stock price is trading above $1 per share. And once again, when I say small, I'm talking about market capitalization or number of shares outstanding times price. Unlike the Dow Jones and the S&P, you're not likely to know many of the names of the companies in this index. For example, the top five names currently are Plug Power, Novavax, Penn National Gaming, Caesars, and Sunrun. These are relatively small companies that are hoping to do well and get larger and eventually move from small cap to mid cap to large cap and become household names like Coca-Cola and Walmart. Being that these companies are small and usually not well known, these stocks are usually more volatile than the larger ones we discussed before. Some of these small companies will flourish and become the next Coca-Colas or Walmarts, and many of them will flounder and will disappear completely. As such, the Russell 2000 is considered to be a much riskier index than the others we've discussed so far. Interestingly, small cap stocks have actually provided the best return of all U.S. stocks over the long run, but the huge ups and downs that come with investing in small companies are often too much for the average investor to stomach. Okay, well, what about non-U.S. stock indexes? The oldest and most commonly referred to international index is the EAFA, which stands for Europe, Australia, and Far East Index. These are publicly traded companies of other developed markets outside of the United States. Some of the names in the EAFA are Nestle, Unilever, Toyota, and AstraZeneca. All in all, there are over 900 stocks in the EAFA, from over 20 different countries. And any discussion of indexes these days would be remiss if we didn't touch on the highly popular and exciting NASDAQ index. The NASDAQ index is comprised of all the stocks that are listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange. And while these companies are not exclusively in the technology sector, a majority of them are, and the NASDAQ index has become known as the tech index, with companies such as Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, and Alphabet, i.e. Google, being the largest and most influential holdings. The NASDAQ is all the rage these days, as it's been outperforming other indexes for quite some time. However, in the early 2000s dot-com crash, the NASDAQ was the much-hated stepchild of indexes when it dropped over 75%. And yes, there are even indexes for boring old bonds the most widely recognized being the Bloomberg Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index. Prior to 2008, it was known as the Lehman Aggregate Bond Index. However, when Lehman Brothers went out of business, 
It was taken over by Barclays and then eventually by Bloomberg. This index is comprised of large, highly rated bond issuing companies in the United States as well as those issued by the United States government. There are about 10,000 companies currently represented in the Bloomberg Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index. Well, I could go on and on, but I think I've probably already gone on too long as it is. So let me quickly summarize. Whatever sector or industry of the market you're interested in, there's likely an index that tracks it. The important part to remember is that an index is simply meant to make things easier to track and digest. Instead of having to look at all of the stocks or bonds in an industry or sector you're interested in, you can simply look at an index to get a very good idea of how most of the stocks in that industry or sector are faring. Opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. This program should not be construed as financial, legal, or estate planning advice. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital and seek advice from a licensed professional. Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.